Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give the glory, for you are merciful love and fidelity. Why should the nation say, Where is their God? But our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he wills. Their idols in silver and gold, the works of human hands, they have mouths, but they cannot speak. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. They have nostrils, but they cannot smell. They have hands, but cannot feel. They have feet, but cannot walk. They make no sound from their throats. Their makers will come to be like them, and will all who trust in them. Glory to God the Father, Almighty, in heaven and earth. Where is their God? We look to you, Lord, and not to us, but in your name we give the glory. Listen, I say listen. It's the voice of someone shouting. Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and the hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all, all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. Hosiah, messengers of good news, shout from the mountaintop. Shout it louder, O Jerusalem. Shout it and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. So Satan comes and tries to take the word out of your heart, the word of God. If he is successful, he gets your joy because joy is a product of something that was spoken by God. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength, when you lose your joy, you become weak, you become helpless, unable to overcome. You become an open target for Satan's attacks. So remember what Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah 8, verse 10. God's word produces joy, and joy produces strength. So here we are in the book of John 16, 22. And you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, says the Lord, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man can take away from you. We have seen that if no man can take your joy, neither can Satan. He does not have the legal right to do that unless you give him that right. So let's fill our cups with joy as we feast on the Word of God. You are listening to the Gospel Trail.
down. Yeah, I, uh, when I came here today, Don, I uh, came down um, Kevin's toboggan run. It's called Riley Road, ah. <laughs> the toboggan run. Yes. Because we have more snow. We uh, have snow going. again. Yes. We have snow again. <laughs> yeah. We've only got over, we've only got 72 inches of snow so far this year. <laughs> Just six feet. That is six feet. Yeah, it is. Well, Kevin, we're going to definitely need your services here in Florida because I've decided to begin a toboggan run here. <laughs> um, and uh, we're going to call ourselves the Elks. And uh, it's going to be a really wonderful thing. The only problem is we can't find any snow-making machines. So we may have to just kind of do it on foot. I don't know. So do you have Elks or, or toboggans down there? <laughs> That the, the uh, elk's name has been taken, problem. Don. Just telling you, the elk's name has already been taken. Oh dear! It's a fraternal organization. Oh really? The Elks Club. Oh, oh no no no! This is the Elks Toboggan Team. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay uh, okay. Pardon me. There uh, you go. <laughs> wow. Wow. We don't want to do any copyright infringement, so maybe no, we should no, call no. it that. Elks fans or something. Yeah, we don't we don't want to infringe on anybody Wait, except just... except here. Are you ready? Are you ready, Kevin? Let's except go. Satan. Could it be Satan? We will attack him always because we know what his future is. That's right. Yeah, I think I would rather have the Holy Spirit do that work for me. Oh yeah, yeah. I... No, um, apart from him, I can do nothing, and that's what I realize. Right, that's right. It. Yeah, I put that's myself, good. I put myself in the right position. So, are we recording? Are we yeah. on? Or what? What's oh, happening? Oh, certainly, um, we're on. It's it's been recording for quite some time. <laughs> oh boy! And I did find the uh, the New Testament Psalms material. Oh, good. So. Uh, I, it took me a long time to find it, but um, anyway, uh, I don't know what useful you make of it, if any, but it's there. New Testament Psalms? Oh, it's all yeah. good. It's all well, good, Don. I went through all of the New Testament looking for psalms and psalm-like material and footnotes that said this was a song in the church and so on, and came up with 100 psalms. Wow, that was... Um, uh... And, and AD, then as a devotional exercise, I wrote out each psalm hand by hand uh, just to get a personal involvement with the psalm. So, anyway. Well, that uh, would be great to have as I go into the jail, Don. I would love that okay. because I was telling the guys on um, or the last couple of Tuesdays, I was telling them how I started learning scripture was at the first church I went to, we sang out of the out of Psalms. Well, go go yep. figure. Yep. Psalms are songs, and we sang, and that's how I learned Scripture. And in fact, I found an old praise book from the 1970s that had all wow. these Psalms and uh, and other uh, other songs that we were singing when I first went to uh, when I first became a Christian. And the guys love it. I handed it out. I made copies of it. So we were singing, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God." Uh, and uh, and we had all the uh, well, here we are. Yeah, it had all the verses, mm -hmm. uh, biblical verses in the song. So they they loved it. And for men to sing, because I don't play the guitar, not yet. 
but we sang a cappella. And for men in the in the in jail to sing before other men and join in is it's uh I'm I'm just blessed beyond uh compare. So if you would send me that stuff because I'm always in the word sure. and I always want and it would be great to have those new te- to show in the New Testament the Psalms uh from the Old Testament. Right. That right. would be absolutely oh. wonderful. That would be so good for me to have as a resource. So Okay. That's it. Um, number do you want one. Me to just send it to Kevin or do you want me to send it to you? Well, I don't know if we want an intermediary, you know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if Kevin will remember to give it to me. I can see. I can print it out. Well, he could print it he out. He might adjust it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might he might edit. Edit, edit. Yeah, Kevin's edition. Yeah. Of, yeah. Oh yes. Of Don's <laughs> research. That's yes, right. That would be Yeah, that would be good. And suddenly it dawned on me I shouldn't do that. Suddenly. Suddenly. <laughs> Suddenly. So do you want to As open up the, the fawn panteth after, after the water. Panteth. Yeah, panteth. Panteth? Yes. <laughs> How's that? We'll do sound effects. That's right. Too. That's right. It's just like just like the news uh it's getting pretty bad and, and we need prayer. There was this lady lady mm-hmm. came home and uh Is this a joke or is this true? No, this is this is this is true. Okay. This is this is canon. And and as the VR the VR people says, this is head cannon. No, this is just like that's a biblical term. True. Yeah. Right. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> well, go on with your God. story. That's anyway. Anyway, she saw this guy entering into her house as she drove up the driveway, and and the guy the guy broke in the front door, went inside, and uh, you know, rifling through the stuff, you know, pulling drawers out, and, I don't know, ripping up pillows, whatever. What whatever home intruders do so she just got out of her car and ran ran right up to the door went in there stood in the living room with her hands on her hips and said acts 238 <laughs> and the and the guy just froze <laughs> so so you know what acts 238 means right it means uh repent and be baptized in the name of jesus christ so that's all the bible <laughs> she, she knew but but it worked the guy just froze there. He didn't move. He didn't. He didn't. Looks like he wasn't breathing. He just had his hands in the air. Uh, the police arrived. Asked the guy, you know, well, why were you just standing in the corner and didn't even turn around and uh, just why did you just freeze? It's you know a frail woman came in and uh, you know you could have ran out the back. Better not move since she yelled out she had an axe and two thirty eights aimed at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And two thirty eights. Yeah. The power of the word. The right power there. of the word. The and power of the word. That's what we're doing today is celebrating the word. Oh day my. seven. We have day seven. He pro he probably was wondering why she was drawing water in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> oh Don. Oh Don. That's right. Oh my. Acts two thirty eight. Yeah, I won't forget that. So I'd put that on my front door. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in case. Yeah, instead of instead of your property uh, being serviced by ADT, just right. put Acts two thirty eight out there on, the, and then the people would go like, uh, "What?" <laughs> wow, I like that. How about the Acts two thirty eight security security system? 
Yeah. There you go. The real truth. Sounds good. That's really good. Thank the you real for deal. sharing that. That's really good. <laughs> so do you want to open up in prayer? Uh, Who wants to open up in prayer and then we'll listen to day, what are we, day seven? Day seven. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's another short study. You know, it's a, it's a short study about the on the letters of Paul. Just a short yeah. short study. Yeah. Um we could go we could we could go through each of those letters. I mean, it would take a year to go through the the five or six letters we're gonna be talking about today. We could do it in a year because there's so much and don't you agree, Don, there's so much in each of those letters. It's uh and uh oh, yeah. they they focus on different things. So who wants to open up in prayer and then we'll yeah. listen to Brother Don about the uh this day seven. The day seven? So, Don, would you like to open in prayer? We're both still on the toboggan sure. coming down the hill. Yes. <laughs> the Oaks Toboggan. Father Club. in heaven, our Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you for who you are. We thank you for how your word draws us into praise and draws us into worship of you. Mm-hmm. And, Lord, we pray that you will help us as we look at Paul's letters and how they fit with Acts and how they fill out our understanding of the New Testament church, that we will just be open and receptive and receive everything that you have for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So with that, uh, I uh, got up early today and I queued it up. So we have it right here. Let's, Let's listen to day seven, Brother Don. This is Brother Don. And for 10 days, we are celebrating the Bible. Today is the seventh of the 10 days, and the topic is Paul's letters. In the previous podcast, I mentioned that Paul wrote you some letters. Perhaps I should explain that. Paul wrote letters to individual churches and sometimes to individual people but they were passed around from church to church and from person to person. People began to realize that these letters were not just written to those churches and people, but to the entire church. And thus, we can read these letters as if they were written to us and learn many things as a result. I am sure Paul intended them to be passed around, even if they did highlight issues in specific places. What's interesting is that those problems and concerns still exist, and Paul's comments are still great advice for us. But just what is in these books? Let me list a few things. Number one, Romans provides some of the basic beliefs of the Christian and especially emphasizes that faith justifies us, not just trying to do good things. He also provides a personal example of where he does things he does not want to do, and vice versa. I know that. I've been there, and I'm sure you have as well. But he ends the description of his struggle by praising God and concluding, There is no more condemnation in Christ. Hallelujah. Number two. The two books written to the Corinthian church speak of difficulties the church was having, and churches still have those problems today. Yet the first book to the Corinthians has one of the most beloved chapters in the New Testament, chapter 13, 
which describes the overwhelming beauty of God's love and the love of Christians. 3. The book of Galatians speaks of faith rather than law as the basis of salvation. 4. Ephesians speaks of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, somewhat similar to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and Ephesians also describes the armor of God, a vivid metaphor for being prepared to enter spiritual battle. 5. Philippians describes Jesus humbling himself, the need to avoid legalism, a recurring problem in churches throughout history, and the need for peace. 6. Colossians tells us how Jesus is above everything else and also about our calling as Christians. 7. The book of Thessalonians firmly states that we must not compromise and also provides some details of the second coming of Jesus. 8. The books to Timothy are Paul's final letters, including the statement that all Scripture is given by God and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. See 2 Timothy 3.16. 9. Titus describes the role of elders in the church and how churches should function. 10. Paul's letters conclude with Philemon which is written to a slave master. Paul states that the master must love the slave as a brother. Paul undermines the whole idea of slavery many centuries before it finally ended, which was primarily due to Christians finally following God's word. The Lord bless you, guide you, and give you peace. Amen. Yes, before we jump into this in-depth conversation and uh, believe me today it uh, could get deep and it's but speaking of deep I was out shoveling my walk this morning before uh, um, before Sandy arrived um, I can't do anything about the driveway I leave that up to the younger people and uh, so far it hasn't been any any issues getting in and out but uh, I'm shoveling my front driveway and or shoveling my front sidewalk and uh, along my sidewalk, I have these things called luminaries. I froze some ice in a bucket, turned it upside down. And what people do in the northern regions, they often put candles or, or electric lights inside these things, call them luminaries. And what they're, what they're there for is to uh, light the path. Mm-hmm. You know, when, if you're outside, it's all white. And uh, sometimes the... Even the air is white with snow uh, going by that, uh, you know, you need to see something to be able to guide yourself to the front door. And then even beyond that, I have, uh, we have these uh, reflective rods that I stuck along the front of the uh, property there where the driveway ends. And that's to let the plow know where to stop <laughs> so he doesn't uh, dig dig my dig the grass or um, plow up my sidewalk or you know anyway it's there as a as a as a guide so that uh, because oftentimes when the plow comes it's dark out and the snow is blowing and it's really really uh, 
really, really hard to navigate. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that just brought to mind, uh, you know, the, the biblical ramifications or the, the spiritual thought of this is who lights your path? And I see many people standing and cursing the darkness. Um, you can, you know, it's 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 a topic of conversations in cold climates. It's a topic of conversation in warm climates. Um, you know, about as about as uh, intelligent as cursing the wind. You know, it's uh, nobody knows where it comes from. Nobody knows where it goes. And right. and uh, but who who lights your path? And I think. Paul um, showed us who lights his path. He literally saw the light so much that it blinded his physical eyes. And, uh, you know, ever read through the Bible and like, or talk to a ministry and, you know, what, what inspired you or what, what's, what inspired you or directed you into ministry? And I can think of uh, a mentor of mine and, and he had a verse, you know, he said it, uh, I think his was uh, the Bible verse that says, "Feed my sheep," and he was a he was a pastor and cared about people, and uh, I think that that's one one verse that jumped out, just like these luminaries across the path, mm-hmm. to let you know what door to knock on. And uh, to Paul, Ephesians three eight through nine, to me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given. To preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring the light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages have been hidden in God who created all things. And I think that was Ephesians 3, 8, 9 was his marching orders. And that was his light in the whiteout. That was his light in the darkness. And rather than to stand there and curse God because he's now blind, um, he, choose, he chose light. And what a wonderful, fruitful life he had. Well, not always so wonderful in the trials he had, but he didn't curse the darkness. He followed the light. Um, what's interesting to know, what uh, when I was doing the study and um, uh, when Don was going through all those books, I didn't look at all those books. I mean, I wrote down because I just concentrated on on his letters, not the books, not Romans and First uh, um, and Second Corinthians, and that because there's so much. But what's interesting is Paul came to Christ. Um, he was supernaturally spoken to on the on the road to Damascus, and he was Saul at that point. Saul. His name was Saul. And it's interesting to know when I looked up when I was reading the Passion Translation what Saul means. It means uh, significant one or sought after. That's what Saul means. Hmm. Uh, and, then, and, and when Saul uh, came to Christ, when he, re, when he had his sight restored in that, he was named Paul. And you know what Paul means? Little. It means little. So he went from the significant one to the little one. And I like how Simmons reads this. What great transformation takes place when an experience of profound change that Saul did. God transform, transforms us from being important to being small in our own eyes. That is what qualifies God's apostles' servants. So he went from the significant one to, to the least. 
to the least. And that's what he said in uh, Ephesians 3, verse 8, that yes. I just quoted. The first thing he says, to me, the very least. The very least. The very least. Yeah, it's like, I'm, it's, it's interesting because he never, he didn't travel with Jesus. Jesus was already gone. That's right. You know, and he, you know, he spent three years, he went away and studied and the Lord taught him in those three years. And then he went back to Jerusalem and met with Peter and met with James and, uh, um, and he brought correction to the church at that time too. So, right. so Paul is so significant, um, uh, in the New Testament, and um, there's no way that we can cover, I, I don't even know how we could cover Romans in one podcast. No, no. <laughs> you know, uh, agreed, Don? I mean, it's like, how do Thanks. we, oh, yeah. I mean, how do we cover, uh, because what he wrote, how he exposed everything, you know, that's the Roman, the Roman road to salvation is in the book of Romans. Right, right. You know, right. I mean, there's, I mean, there's all such practical instruction and teaching and solid truths that he brings forth in everything that he wrote. That's right. Just and, like the luminaries along my driveway, you know, it he he put them out there for us to read and relate to. That, uh, like you said, he he didn't didn't follow Christ like the uh, disciples did. You know, he just became a believer through an encounter with God. And that's right. And just as as you became a believer with your testimony, myself with my testimony and right. Don with his testimony and and many, many others have that same encounter. You know, they saw the luminary pointing to the to the door and all you have to do is knock. Right. It says Jesus said, you know, blessed are the ones who have not seen me and believe that's who right. have not yep. been with me and believe and um that john 17 yep chapter 17 right that's that that's that's always the that's a that was also a turning point in in my uh well basically in my ministry i i saw that and it just solidified everything that god has been telling me up to that point mm -hmm. and uh you know and it's just one more luminary <coughs> A, uh, on the trail mm -hmm. that that guides us yes you know there's a real counterpoint um from paul to saul because saul was an old testament king and he was wanting popularity and yet he felt very very inferior and he even tried to be a prophet of the lord there for a while mm -hmm. and yet uh his his trip was downhill uh, he didn't go little, he went big, and uh, it was to his detriment and to the destruction of the, the, of the whole um, enterprise, of the whole kingship for him. And um, what a contrast between the Old Testament Saul and the New Testament Paul. Mm -hmm. So true, yes. So how do we discuss all that Paul wrote? I mean, how... Don, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how we start. Like I said, uh, I didn't look at the books, you know, and I know, and I know the books. I know the word. I, I know that, you know. But you said mm -hmm. Titus and Philemon and First and Second Corinthians and mm -hmm. Romans and First and Second Thessalonians. I did not uh, prepare for today. Uh, I prepared for hours and hours on Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and First and Second Timothy. And it's like there's so much mm -hmm. in all of that. Um, where do we start? I, I yield the floor to my we, brothers. 
why don't we go through the book of Acts and just look at the books that Paul wrote and where he wrote them. And um, we can sort of summarize those books to some extent, what, whatever we remember of those books, and then think about it in the context of where Paul was at the time. Um, and what do you think? Does that make sense? Certainly. Let's, uh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Lead us off. Okay. Um, the first book, and again, there's some question about this. Not everyone is in full agreement. But generally, it is assumed Galatians was the first of Paul's books. And he wrote that um, just after the first missionary journey. And it was just before the Jerusalem conference. So why would that be significant when you think about the book of Galatians? Um, why would his writing that just before the Jerusalem conference be significant? I'm acting like a teacher now for some reason. <laughs> That's okay. No, that's okay. I mean, the first, the Jerusalem conference was basically about what? It was in your lesson last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, yep. the question You're was taxing uh, my memory. about the new believers. You know, how much did they have to take on of right. the Jewish rituals and rules and so on? And Galatians is definitely written in contrast to all the rules and regulations. So he's expressing right. his heart in Galatians for that Jerusalem conference. Right. They go hand in hand. And then I think, yeah. Not he, all of the books do, but go ahead. And it's, it's uh, to boil it down to a simple sentence, um, he's, he's teaching all these groups of Christians how to run a church or how to run mm -hmm. their group, how to, how to, how to manage their group. As, uh, as well as, you know, how to uh, respond to the world, respond to this. and uh, But, I mean, he's laying a foundation. He's laying a foundation that uh, somebody should put that into print and distribute it <laughs> so we're all on the same page. Yeah, I, I go, yeah, as the notes I took, and I took prolific notes as I, as I was reading, um, uh, Galatians 1 6 salvation by works has been distorted that's what he was that's what he was saying um, and he says in verse 10 for if all I attempt to do is to please people I would not be the true servant of the Messiah verse 13 Ooh. I tried to wow I tried to preserve the Jewish tradition tradition so he tried to destroy the new church and that's the way Saul was before he was converted he was destroying the new church the movement of jesus christ right because he believed that was the right thing to do to to keep the jewish the jewish tradition um right you know and i and i now I, there is yeah go on go ahead no go, go ahead. on that's fine there is some question about exactly when galatians was written and there are some that say it was a couple years later but he was paul was still um Taking on the Judaizers, that's what yep. they're often called, uh, trying to make people into good Jews and conservative, law-abiding Jews instead of being set free with, by, uh, by Christ. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but the exact sequence is a little bit up, and, uh, up to question. And then the next book that Paul writes is First Thessalonians. 
And this is during his second missionary journey. Is there any connection? And it there? was written to the church at Thessalonica. Uh, Kevin is mm -hmm. looking. Right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, go ahead. I'm going to go back to Galatians because I have quite a few notes on it. Yeah. Galatians 3, 5. Sure, please the, do. The Holy, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit is poured out upon us through the revelation and power of faith, not by keeping the law. The law right, was right. given to show men how guilty they were. It remained in force until Jesus was born to fulfill the promises given to Abraham. Uh, chapter 5, verse 1. Let me be clear. The anointed one, who is Jesus, has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. Verse 13. Freedom hmm. means that we become so completely free of self, indulgence, that we become servants of one another. Wow. Wow. See, that's why this, you know, it just gets me when I start reading it because the word is so powerful. Um, this is for servants of one another expressing love in all we do. All. 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 all There's means that word all. again. There we all. go. Uh, verse 17. The Holy Spirit is the only one who defeats the cravings of our natural life and the self-life. Verse 19. And he goes into detail. What's the self-life and what's the fruit of the Spirit? Self-life. Sexual immorality. Lustful thoughts. Uh, pornography, uh, chasing after things instead of God, man manipulating others, mm. being in love with your own opinions. Boy, talk about today. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Huh? How about that? Uh -oh. Being envious. Um, base, base your life on opinions. That's right. Or your business. That is the truth. That is the truth according to me. Right. My opinion is That's what's right. only, that, oh, what boy. counts. Yeah. Yeah. Beware of creating a God in your own image. Right. Uncontrolled addictions. Mm -hmm. Those that use their freedom for thus will not inherit the kingdom of God. That That's pretty clear. Paul is pretty clear. Uh, instead, put kindness on display. Um, chapter 6, verse 10. Take advantage of being a blessing to others. Uh, being a blessing to others. And then he goes in, in, in uh, chapter 5, verses 22. The fruits of the Spirit, delineating what those are. So then you can tell what the... Uh, the immorality, the things that we were delivered from, he's real clear. And then he says, and those that do these things will mm -hmm. not, and this is clear, will not inherit the kingdom of God, will not inherit the kingdom of God. I think that's where we, many of us fall short today. We, uh, we have a, a God that's all mercy, all loving, all grace, but, uh, but God, making God in our own, own image says God is all mercy and no justice. God is all love and no wrath. God is grace and no judgment. God is accepting, never rejecting. God is all heaven and no hell. Who's light, who is lighting your path? Right. Who are we serving? Who are we serving? Who are we serving? And that's why Paul keeps pointing. That's what he does. He keeps pointing us. Right. To the one that is our light, that he is our luminary. He is, he is he, guiding us. He path. is pointing us to the luminary. I mean, yeah. every time I see a street light, that's, that reminds me that, uh, you know, to keep on God's path, follow the light. Yes. Amen. Yeah, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Then you will see all mercy and all justice, yes. all love, all grace, all accepting. And that's why it's so important for that surrender, realizing that 
you are not your own God. No. You know, and we always ask, I always ask that question when I'm in the jail, too, is how's that working for you? How is your life working for you? Well, isn't that some the stories about Satan and why he was kicked out of heaven? Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was trying to make his image an image of God mm. or ma- creating a God or himself to be a God in his own image. And that's what we read about in Romans, and that is they made images, uh, Caesar, and they were gods. They were that's considered right. gods, there's and they always, were supposed to be worshipped. There's always statues. There's always uh, what's stamped on your coin. Yep. So I gave my notes about Galatians. So what about Thessalonians? Thessalonians. Yeah, I don't have any notes on that, guys. There's, uh, there's a couple Thessalonians, weren't there? Yep, first and second. First and second. So when, when he wrote these letters, did he say, well, this is my first letter to you, and this is my second letter? Or was it one letter, and we divided it in two parts? That could be. That's why we put numbers and chapter and verse and on verses. these things, because it's, it's really a letter, letter, mm-hmm. you know, all to be no. uh, digested in one group, not uh, individual yeah, so is it true, uh, Don, that they were written at different times, First and Second Thessalonians? I believe so. I am checking that out as we speak, but uh, I believe it is, they are two different times, but there's some question about whether Paul actually wrote Second Thess- Thessalonians. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think but they... uh, again, go ahead. I, I think, yeah, the, the argument, or he didn't sign it, but but the language is very sim- similar, and it suggests that Paul wrote it within a few weeks of First Thess- Thessalonians. Huh. So he could have been writing them a weekly letter. Well, that's true, and, and a follow-up, perhaps. It's, it's certainly in First and Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians is clearly a follow-up to First Corinthians, mm-hmm. and uh, addressing many of the same concerns and. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically saying, I'm going to show up one of these days, and I want you to have addressed this and, and done something about it. Right. <laughs> and his message, too, is is growing in godliness, um, cultivating a dynamic devotion, uh, pursuing holiness, mm-hmm. and walking in the faith. And and I think that theme goes through both First and Second Thessalonians as well. Yeah. Again, trying to reveal Christ. Um, <clears throat> the word apostle means in the Greek to send. And uh, <laughs> and then also in that, that day, they uh, frequently in the opening address of this sent one called himself doulos, meaning in Greek, a slave for Christ, or meaning a slave. <laughs> and then uh, he's a slave for Christ. And we find that in Romans one one and Titus one one, in the beginning mm. opening, that he that he reiterates that I am I am merely the sent one, and bringing you a message from his Lord and Savior. With some of these books, um, translators have additional documents they're drawing upon, and so consequently, some of the differences between translations is what scholars have to draw upon and at the end of second thessalonians um the this is the niv it says i paul write this greeting with my own hand um Mm. and so wow at at least with 
those manuscripts, it's definitely Paul. Right. Even those scholars have questions about that. Uh, I guess I'd rather trust the Bi- what the Bible says. <laughs> well, it's uh, yeah, we're not. I guess we're we're celebrating the Word of God and the the whole Bible as a whole, which right. put put together and uh, reflects the Word, which in the beginning was the Word, and the Word mm-hmm. was God, and the Word is God, and we were given the Bible, which is called the Word. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna read the Word this mm-hmm. week, and or uh, and uh, yeah, regardless of who wrote it, um, it came from. <laughs> the very spirit of God to minister to us. Amen. Yeah, all scripture is God-breathed. You know, as uh, right, when right. the last, uh, the, the letters to Timothy uh, state that. You know, and that's, that's why it's so important for whatever we share, that we share um, from the word, what it says, not what that we're... God-breathed. Yeah, and and there's that word breath again right, coming into play. So what's after First and Second Thessalonians, Don? Um, then there's First and Second Corinthians, mm-hmm. um, which are were apparently wrote written fairly close to each other because they addressed many of the same issues, um, and certainly Corinth was a problem riddled church. They had a lot of difficulties. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, immorality. I remember uh, that uh, they were writing, and some of you are doing these things, and it should not be. I remember Paul saying that in the letters. Is like, you know, that uh, I I don't know, uh, uh, sons are sleeping with their mothers and all sorts of things, and it's like so. It was a it was a letter of correction, and it was talking about what love really is, and that's what uh, that's what uh, we refer to in in verse thirteen. That's in uh, countless wedding ceremonies. No. It's amazing. He's confronting sexual sin, mm. and then he writes the most beautiful I know. chapter on love. I mean, just amazing right. how, God, how Paul does that. And, and here again... But I, he was, yeah, go on, Tom. Yeah. Uh, well, he was being led by God. What would you expect? Yeah. Other mm-hmm. than perfection. And here again, that's what blows my mind, because he did not travel with jesus christ when he was on this earth he did not travel he learned all this as as a revelation through the holy spirit teaching him these things that he brought to the church to fill in and to provide correction it's like that's what blows my mind that's the kind of relationship we can have to god through to god the father through jesus christ that it's restored because of our relationship in his giving the holy spirit that teaches us all truth. And he brought all these things, you know, all these things, all these letters uh, highlight uh, different aspects of the Christian church and the Christian life that he wanted people to be aware of. And, uh, and I was just thinking, um, uh, I, would, I would suggest that we don't go through all those 10 today, guys. I, I, I want to do it justice, um, Don, you know, that we spend some time on mm-hmm. those because it's so rich. There's so much to discuss that I would feel badly uh, just kind of doing some highlights because, uh, uh, I don't know, I want to be led by the Spirit. I want him to be glorified. I want him, I want him to be exposed. It's, uh, it's like um, the characteristics of God. 
because one of the letters talks about uh, uh, Jesus being the one that restored all things to the original, the original life we were meant in the Garden of Eden, walking in the presence of God, walking and talking without sin, without right, sin right. and without even any knowledge of that. And uh, I would like to spend, I, you know, I would get, I would suggest that we spend more time on these, um, that we just don't, we don't try to do it today. So I appeal to okay. Rome. No, I appeal to my brothers uh, about that because, uh, you know, I, I have 20 pages on uh, right. Galatians, Ephesians, uh, uh, Colossians, Philippians, First and Second Timothy. I've got like twelve pages of notes. Wow! And wow. Yep. and I didn't I didn't put those books down. I I was in <laughs> error with that, uh, Don, because I hadn't talked to you about Titus and Philemon and First and Second Corinthians and Romans and First and Second Th Thessalonians. There's just there's just so much to cover. So yeah, and it's, it'd be nice to find out more about Titus and Philemon. Yes, and the people who he was talking to. Exactly. And uh, yeah, all his letters start out like. Uh, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people. And another another letter, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Their Lord is ours. In 1 Corinthians it says, um, the commentary on First Corinthians is uh, that his letters are are to teach rather than just be informational, and uh, I think I think uh, yeah we can the church today could learn a lot from these letters. I mean, it, 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 I think we should have a worldwide study. Yeah, yeah. Would on, you, what, on, what? on how we should be acting. I mean, yeah, it's what you did. Is so it well, went it out said, in my spirit and went all ding, his ding, ho ding, ding, all ding. his holy people. I mean, it's yeah. How are we to treat each other? And he lays it out how we are right. to be. We are to esteem others better than ourselves. We right. are to be listened. We are not to be critical. We are to be loving. We will confront, but we will confront in love. Right. You right, know, right. and we won't be judging, and we won't. I mean, it's like. It's all ways that we need today, right? In today's church, in right. my church, and how we relate to each other, and how husbands are supposed to treat their wives, and vice versa, and how you're supposed to select elders, and what is government, what is church government to look like? What does it look like, right? You know, yeah, it, I know people who have studied just church government. Yeah. I mean, just focused on that, and uh, and uh, that's fine too. But that doesn't always turn out like you would think if you just focus on one thing. I mean, we need the full counsel That's right. of God as written Amen. as written through uh, these uh, letters that Paul did to the church. Yeah. I mean, he's trying to establish it because there was there was people going off this way and that way with with like uh oh, come over here and uh, you know, we'll cast out all your demons, you know. So they line up and mm -hmm. you know, 72 hours later they've riled a lot of things up but uh mm -hmm. but uh this is this is right down to earth where how we should treat each other like you said sandy how we should act how we should uh, portray christ in our lives um you know and paul is always at um admonishing us to build our faith mm -hmm. you know because uh faith comes through <laughs> hearing 
and by hearing the word of God as it is written. Mm-hmm. And and Paul goes on and say and says to uh, the, when he's writing letters, be imitators of me. Be imitators of me as I'm following Jesus Christ. Be That's imitators. Right. That's right. You know, he is he is bringing forth models and models of behavior, models of, of church and, and relationships. And this was written 2,000 years ago. You know, right, I mean, it's right. written like 48 A.D. into, you know, to, to whatever, 60 or six or 70 A.D. And it's like, uh, and he's writing in prison when he's in prison. And he says in Philippians, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Right. You know, right. he and Silas were singing at midnight That's while they were in the bowels of the prison and celebrating and praising God. <laughs> and things <laughs> happened. The, the earth shook and things That's happened. Right. You know, so it's like we can learn. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about it, it's like all my lights are going on. It's and like the yeah, luminaries are on. The luminaries are on. And they're, they they were lighting uh, up the darkness in that. Prison. Yes, because they were in the darkness. And a lot of those songs were scripture, or they are scripture today. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to have to photocopy that song book you have there before before you leave. That one from the seventies. Right. So here I'm 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 asking again of you two brothers or whoever is listening, how do we rein in uh, today? How do we finish today? Because I want to continue on with this. I really feel moved in the spirit. You know, how do we bring closure to today and then bring in uh, the other books so that we do justice to Paul? Because mm-hmm. Paul was incredible. Paul, It's miraculous. Paul is miraculous in what he brought as correction and, and clarity and instruction and love. You know, how he, how he loved Timothy, you know, his spiritual son, and how uh, Timothy was an itinerant minister. He went right, from church. Right. He went from town to town and did that. You know, so he was one of the. He was an evangelist. Yeah. Kevin, w- wouldn't it be awesome to have Paul as a mentor? Yeah. Well, hello, and I'm, he can could, be. I mean, we can as, be. That's right. <laughs> that's we're right. being mentored if we that's read right. his words right. that he spoke to us for instruction. So, Don, old teacher, Don, how do we bring? <laughs> how do how we, we organize this? How do we bring closure? <laughs> I mean, do you agree that we need to do, I, I feel we need to do more because there's so much great um, uh, instructions and things that we need to know uh, from his letters in uh, the books that he wrote. Do, do, do you agree? I or? think you're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm overwhelmed. Um, I'm ov- overwhelmed with all the right. instruction. It's like, wow, how did you do this, Paul? It was he was inspired by the Holy Spirit? Duh, right? You know yeah, he the, was led. Yeah, the floggings and stonings didn't even stop him from getting the the word yeah, through. Yeah, in the I prisons mean, and writing in prisons was, and was shipwrecks. he standing there cursing the darkness? No, no, he was. They were the chains fell off. Oh. I mean, get the picture. Yeah. The chains fell off when they started singing what is today's scripture. You know, the joy of the Lord yeah. is our strength. Yeah. What is today's the, scripture? Well, Think about that. <laughs> that's right. And it was meant for us, those who are yet to believe. And that is the words of Jesus Christ, our Amen. Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. The anointed one. Those who are yet to believe. All who are yet to believe. And uh, yes, I'm a believer. Yeah. Amen. So suggestions, Don? Help? Yes. I think since you have 
so much background in Galatians that you might want to lead us next time, uh, Sandy, and, and just uh, guide us through that, because that apparently is the first book that, that Paul wrote. And then we can take these in sequence if you want. Um, now, I have to confess, scholars are not in universal agreement about sequence, but uh, we can follow the NIV uh, study Bible, and, and we'll get the books done, and that's the important thing, I think. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I guess I'm not too concerned with scholars. Uh, this, this, you know, okay. I'm, I'm looking at what the Word of God and the impact it's going to have on each of us in our listening audience. Uh, so that we can live and be the person that God created each each of us to be, and um, um, I, I, you know, I don't care about the dates. I mean, I I've got a, a, a Bible reading of uh, uh, done by chronologically, not the way the Bi not the way the books are shown in the Bible, because Job is the oldest. I mean, Job is one of the oldest books, and that isn't you know. So going chronologically. But what we want to get across is what the Word says and how it changes lives, how it becomes right. our rock and our truth that we can live a life because we, we get to experience that every day. Every day. You know, it says, be, one, of the, one of the letters that I was reading for today, you know, be ready in season and out for to, right. to testify about what the truth, what the Word of God is. So, um, okay, um, I probably will uh, uh, go from Galatians to Ephesians because Ephesians was one of my most popular letters because of the, the, the word all is used countless times. I, I would recommend all you readers out there in preparation for next week, read Ephesians and read all because all means all. That means every one of us. And it's so exciting. I get excited when you start speaking and you start reflecting on the words of God and how they their instruction, how they bring life. They bring life to me. The word of God brings life to me. And back to uh, Kevin's luminaries lighting the way. Lighting the way. The gospel trail, we, are, we want to light the path of what the truth is That's so that right. each, of, each of you listeners and us, that we can live a victorious life, that we can glorify him, and that people... This is a key, guys and ladies. This is a key that people will see a difference in our lives. That they will see, they will see you are different. I want what you have. What That's is right. going on with you? We should be magnets. We are either going to be repelled by people because they're cursing the darkness and cursing God, or we are going to be bringing people uh, into His presence and into the glory and into heaven. Right. It's all about bringing the truth to people to set them free so that we can spend eternity in Isaiah, Isaiah said, uh, and this is what we have on the front page of our website, pgn.church. Isaiah said, listen, clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight gospel trail through the wilderness for our God. And I added the gospel trail in there. That comes from 25 years ago. Uh, a luminary came upon me, whether I was in the body or out of the body, mm -hmm. I know not. I mean, mm -hmm. how do you know? I mean, when you sit in the room and God is speaking to you, sometimes mm -hmm. you don't know where you are. He said to make the path straight and showed me a vision of people with white earbuds. 
Not, this is not an ad for Apple. Really? But with white earbuds, 25 years ago, many of them walking this direction, walking that direction, and then there was other people walking among them without earbuds and their faces were distorted. And today, how many people have mobile phones in the world? There are, and then just think how many people are there in the world? I think there's, what, 8 billion? Yeah, probably, yeah. How many people have mobile phones? And that's not including um, computers mm -hmm. that have at their homes that are on the Internet. Mobile phones and usually have earbuds. There are 7.33 billion people wow. walking this earth today that could stumble across our podcast. Because they, uh, and then, then you'd have to look how many use Spotify, how many, you know, but... There's 7.33 billion people in the wilderness is what God was telling me the Internet was. And that's 91.5% of people on the planet own mobile phones or smartphones today, it says. That's 91.5%. That's, that's the uttermost parts of the world. And then how yep. many don't have phones, yep. but they have a computer and it, it, probably 100%. I'm sure there are exceptions, but that 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 was the vision I had years ago about about go online and share the gospel. So yeah, I put up a website and I have how to get saved here, and you know the Billy Graham Association has has a real good website and other ones and a lot of Christians. But that's that's why we're here today. That's really exciting, and I think about you know because I do that uh, that jail ministry, and you know I I saw five guys. But how many people are we reaching with this podcast? And it's the same preparation that I do for like the uh, the jail ministry uh, when we get together here because we want to glorify God. This right. is this would be a good time to plug in the telephone number that people should call if they have any questions or if they want to discuss what we've been discussing because our goal is to bring freedom to people and freedom in Christ. And just as That's you right. had that vision 25 years ago, the Lord has given me, it's it's always the same thing that he says to me, tell them, that means everybody, them. all, tell them about me. That's what he, that's, that's what my role is in the body of Christ, right. is to tell people about him. 218-461-0164. Yeah, if, if uh, you're listening to one of, one of our podcasts and just uh, have a thought or a reaction to something or would like to ask questions or give us a praise report, text line is pretty popular, 218-461-0164. Yeah, the overriding thing is what we need to let people know is that we love you, uh, that the Lord loves you, and that he created you in his image. Uh, and he's got a role and a purpose for each person's life that's listening to this. And it is a, um, as a, as in Jeremiah, you know, he has called us to great things. And uh, uh, mm -hmm. our job is to just bring forth his heart and his spirit and his love for all of us. A father that loved us so that he gave his only son to die for us so that we could have that relationship that was that was started out from the beginning with Adam and Eve and Father God in the Garden of Eden. He gave us his son uh, to die for us, to take all of our sins, all of our sins. 
uh, of the world on him so that we could have that relationship. And it's all about him. That's what I always say. It's all about him. It's all about the Father. It's all about the Son. It's all about the Holy Spirit. He has given us those three persons so that we could live a victorious life and that we would fulfill what he's called us to do. I'm thankful. Thankful and grateful for this opportunity to share. And it's, as it says in Numbers 6, um, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Blessings to you and the church that meets at your house. See you next week. Amen. Thank you, brothers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great ending. Great is thy faithfulness. Great. <laughs> morning by morning. Isn't, isn't it good, Don? Isn't it, isn't it Turn good? the mic off. They're singing again. Pure Gospel Network is an intergenerational, Christ-centered, not-for-profit internet mission church, a network of believers from many different backgrounds who are passionate about reaching out to others. Your Voice in the Wilderness, a church online since 98, now known as PGN.Church, operates 100% on your tax-deductible donations.